0: Hey, it's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. This is episode two of the three parts of our show from August 21st, 2023. My guest was Roy Nathanson and our topic was Eric Dolphy. Another brilliant match. And uh, let me just encourage you to check out Roy Nathanson's work. Anybody who's a fan of the show I think will really enjoy what he's got to say and do and his work with the Jazz Passengers and also a great thanks to everybody who's now following the show all the people new people following the show everybody who's liked us and clicked us up and five-starred us and all that like Andre I see you and Lou your stuff's coming through thank you and if you haven't then by all means let the folks know how you feel about deep focus okay here we go if you didn't hear part one go back and check it out because it's another banger here we go you said it alan grant you're listening to wkcr i'm your host mitch goldman the show is called deep focus and we've got roy nathanson in the studio with us and roy is calling our directing our attention to the magnificent eric dolphy and we've got this recording From October of 1962, from the Gaslight Inn in Jackson Heights, Queens. And uh, I've been saying Eddie Armour. You said Eddie Armour.
1: Sounds right to me. Personally, I'd rather be Armour than than Armour. I've got plenty of Armour, but you know. There's never enough (laughs) Armour in the the world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Eric Dolphy there on alto saxophone. He's also got his bass clarinet and his flute with him. Herbie Hancock on piano. Richard Davis on the bass. Drummer is Edgar Bateman and uh, a fellow, I'm guessing Joe Carroll must have lived in the neighborhood maybe and uh, just happened by on this Friday night and brought a little juice to the stage. Um, But uh, so you gave a wonderful introduction to GW and then we heard uh, 245
1: and uh, catch us up. Well, GW, first of all, that was like crazy fast. I don't, I mean, I've heard a bunch of recordings of GW. I don't think that anything is ever played. He never played it that fast, and it's already fast, and it's already hard. And um, that just like I said, that first solo, I mean, if you listen, it's a combination. I was thinking about this when I listened. Mitch uh, let me listen to this really one time I listened yesterday, and um, I took out my alto and just kind of played along a little bit. I listened back a second time just to feel kind of what he's thinking like, I, it sort of helps me hear from kind of just playing along a little bit just for a second and you know it's just if you hear that he goes don't you know and just these little motifs he'll come around these motifs and unlike in regular you know jazz when you're playing the chord changes in a in a in a cyclical way. There's there's periods where they're really playing free and they come back to the changes and uh, they're following his story that he's telling. And the story is how he, you know, makes just the kind of variations, the, he uses the theme of these little motifs to go go, go go, or something. He does and he moves around those things as if you're traveling from one place to the other. And and really I was thinking about the is the long lines have these big intervals, and interval is the distance between two notes. And he, he 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 strings those intervals together, like a necklace of large, kind of with large, like, space in between. So it, you're constantly going on this kind of very abstract journey that he's taking the two, but it's really focused around these little motifs that he sets up. And and you know it, and, and of course there's the sonic nature of it, which is that his sound is so, so sharp and so strong and so tight and so um, uh, 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 propulsive in, the, in his attack. But also he's also swinging like crazy. Remember, he's making these inventions as the rhythm section is moving him through. So that's obviously the genius of this kind of thing, that he's creating those kind of really abstract forms with the, you know, and, and they're not only abstract, they all are still connected to harmony, to the harmony of the song, but, it, but in a very loose way, you know, and, and it's phenomenal. Anyway. <laughs> I wrote a, put a little blurb out on the socials,
0: I'm always trying to, you know, right. rope people in who right. don't know who Eric Doffy right, is, right. and I compared his playing to. Uh, I said if he was, if his music was a school of painting, it would be analytical cubism.
1: Yeah, that's true. Right, exactly. It's right, and it's not abstract. No, exactly. right. not abstract. No, exactly. Analytical cubism is not right. abstract. It's referencing exactly. Right. something. Exactly. But it, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 in the same way that. They, but because the, the structure is still there, he's still playing in a rhythm section. He's still, you know, and and it's still connected to the to the and the the, the, the songs have, are heads that have chords to them, and they, you know, and but, and Herbie's bringing yeah, some and dense yeah, right, right, and, and, and Herbie played incredible on that track. Yeah. That's you know that solo was 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 really incredible. And I I, I never heard Eddie Armour. I I, I yeah. think he sounds like he's really listening. And that he, that he's he, he 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 he's not foreign to the language that Dolphy's playing, and I mean I think thing sounds incredible. Yeah. Uh, talking about Dolphy's playing, and that's
0: you really unpacking this. I'm excited yeah. about hearing right. you talk about this. Uh, I'm a knucklehead. I'm not a musician. Is Dolphy
1: playing the changes in the conventional idea of no, how No, I that's mean that's done? what I'm saying. I mean I you know the thing is the guy practiced like he'd play the gig and just like train, like, like way more than anyone can imagine. Like he would, pr- they'd say that he didn't even go out during the day when he was home to get food. He would just keep rice and beans. And I've heard that crazy story in the closet. I don't know if you've heard that, but you know, he practiced six hours. They do the gig and then he'd come home and practice again. That was it. And so when you have those kind of, that kind of, and, and he developed this very personal sound and this personal language so to say did he play the changes they're so in him connected to the to the melodies so to say I mean I mean changes are just you know I mean what are chords they're just like structures around the melody that that with that the melody can live in, but it can live without that stuff, too, because, you know, it's not, you know, just like a person can live outside a house. You know, it's ridiculous. So, you know, and it, it's, you can't even, it's almost like you can't even, like, analyze that, yeah. in, a, in a sense. I mean, people, like now, a lot of kid people go to a conservatory, and, 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 and they're so taught to play in the changes, they're so taught about that kind of stuff. And, and I think it's a much perme- more permeable relationship than that you know great answer i love that and uh while we're in it talking about
0: what's distinctive about eric dolphy and we're hearing him on alto saxophone where uh can get bass clarinet and flute which are all Right. Uh, overlapping, but independent. Right. And maybe you could talk a little bit about it. Well, I
1: think that one of the things that's incredible about Duffy is that, as a, you know, it's very rare for a doubler. Because in the old days, you know, everybody who played, I mean, my father played sax. And he played, you know, like, like uh, uh you know he used to have to play he was uh, played in jewish bands in the in the 20s and he you know he played violin and sax and you know like you there was different doubles that you'd have to do and and if you played in you know if you if you played in big bands you always had to play a clarinet and and you know if you played if you played uh uh, uh um alto you also you play flute you'd have to play you're supposed to play flute clarinet and alto even in my day when you grew up you had to play some of that i played in the big apple circus and i had to play right, all that right, stuff right yeah sure and um any kind of play you play broadway or anything like that so um rarely does somebody have such a distinctive sound on each inch that's the crazy thing i mean his language is similar his language is his language, which is to say what he the content of what he plays. But, I mean, first of all, bass clarinet is a really hard instrument. I could never play the thing at all. And, uh, and it's an amazing how he's made that be a, a kind of a real soloing instrument. And, uh, you know, and to this day, there's very few people could do anything like that. Yeah. And similarly on flute, to me, even more so on flute. I barely like anybody playing jazz flute. And and, and it's because if you're going to play the flute, the flute is that kind of whistling thing. And he plays this whistling thing. Let's not even call it a flute, this whistling thing that can do all these kind of bird-like things. And he, he's able to do that. I know a couple of people, I mean... I mean um, uh, uh, I won't tell people who can't because don't imply that people I don't think can but you know there's a couple of players out there who I think are able to do something like that, but really it's the rarest thing I mean I just can't even imagine that you know I know that it's not here, but you know um when plays jitterbug waltz or yeah. you know any of you know there's so many things he's done and even the 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 cadenza at the end of that uh left alone uh track yeah, yeah. Does, that, does that answer your question <laughs> yeah.
0: very much okay. the uh i'll just say that in particular that sound on bass clarinet i hear in him the 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 dark rich wood almost yeah, like absolutely. a cello yeah yeah yeah, yeah that yeah, voice right
1: and you rarely hear that i mean you know it's people who can do it you know my friend marty he, he a bass clarinet sound like that and uh Clarinet sound like that, but I mean... How much of that is the instrument? You know, I mean, generally you have to have a certain kind of classical technique to do that in a clarinet. People who pick up the clarinet and don't do that, can't do that. Um, But, you know, to even say that about Taffy, I mean, what does it mean, classical technique? It just means you're practicing all the time about sound, Because sound is all you got. is the main thing you got when playing classical music. And, uh, you know, clearly, Dolphy just played a lot of hours of just long tones on all that stuff. And so, you know, he's involved with just sound. He's involved with just sound. Not necessarily what he's playing. He's involved in just the sound.
0: We have uh, another recording, which we might get to some of. (sighs) Uh, and um there's some stuff on there there's some some uh, flute solo where he does some long tones and i um, it sounds that's probably even harder
1: to do than the faster playing in some ways. well i don't know about that i mean that's what you hear more you know i it's it's not so much it's more the attack like his double tonguing, triple tonguing and 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 the way he's able to, you know, to to phrase, you know, like the way the lines go, it's that that to me is amazing. But yes, because a lot of good anybody who really plays a lot of flute is going to have be able to hold long tones. That's the only way you can learn to play the flute, you know. But anyway, anyway, all right. Well, we are the show's called Deep
0: Focus. My name is Mitch Goldman. I'm here with Roy Nathanson bringing the love, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. I hope you guys like that. This, this, is,
1: of this, stuff. this is
0: how you do it. This is this is a big reason why I do this show is mm-hmm. because all every guest I've ever had on the show, you just bring this passion to what you're doing. And I want to let listeners hear how far you can go with this music if right. you Give yourself to it, and the right. listening part of it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and, it's and the gifts just yeah. go and go and go. And uh, also, I just to me, it's just a big reminder. To, it's so easy to sit in your house and listen to those MP3s, your radio, or your if you got your turntable yeah. or whatever. You got to get out of the house. You got to go to Jackson Heights, right. <laughs> to the place on the corner, and hear the music where it's happening. Mm-hmm. You. Roy Nathanson taught that lesson to the world during COVID. Oh yeah, <laughs> you 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 just brought it. Is that uh, you mind talking well, about yeah, that yeah, a little bit? Yeah, you know, it,
1: it, it, I was supposed to be. I was. I've been working with a, a European a young European band called Papanoche, great young uh, French band, and doing a project of of. Uh, uh, the, the the word home the English word home in French speaking countries and working with immigrants and kids around that stuff so I was supposed to be on tour doing that when as soon as the thing hit of course COVID, COVID and I, everything and uh, you could just feel and I live in Flatbush and uh, live on uh, Marlboro Road near New York Avenue and there's like the hospitals part you know uh, parts of hospitals around there and there's all you know like everybody else and we were hearing. You know, sirens. Everything was crazy, and I had just heard about the 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 um, you know the opera singers in Italy doing from their thing. So I went out on my on my porch and I played uh, uh, a, a tune. I decided to play at five o'clock. It was a weird thing. I brought to just play one tune. I played Amazing Grace, which I thought I was just going to play Amazing Grace at five o'clock every day because people all know that. And so I was not playing this. Kind of abstract stuff. I was playing, and we end, We ended off in my my neighbor downstairs, Lloyd Miller, played bass, and, and uh, people from the neighborhood each day came more, and we did for 82 straight days. We got a lot of press about doing, it, and people came, and we raised money in the neighborhood, and we turned that into a a, a free music program for kids in Flatbush. And but it was an interesting thing because the, the, I'm not normally play i like to experiment and look for stuff but i really tried to play the songs because people look walking around songs people know just the two of us all those kinds of songs and play them in for ways you know but that they could sing along in some kind of way and and that seemed to resonate in that so there's different reasons to play music and it wouldn't i wouldn't want to play it was funny i just played a gig they had in front of my house they have this operations gig thing where they you know this this guy had gotten it together to hire musicians i thought could you do one so i did and i played real my regular music more playing music and it was so interesting to do that you know because there's different reasons for music you know that's all you know. well where
0: wherever you are somewhere tonight somebody's getting ready to
1: hit and do yourself a favor and be there and breathe with the music. That's true. I mean it's like you know even it might not be Eric Duffy and it's and and you know but there's still somebody who's doing some beautiful beautiful stuff and 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 when you hear that's another thing. Back then, you know, obviously it was you know everything wasn't recorded in the same kind of way, but, but even me, I was like by the time I listened to Duffy, I hadn't heard him you know, he died before I was really playing all this stuff. And, you know, but I had such a sense of live music. And when you go back and you listen to these records and you, you know, it really is like reading a poem or reading a short story to get involved in those solos. It's not like anything else because these are improvisations. And they're improvisations that are happening in time with a rhythm section moving them around. And so there's something really amazing about that that really takes some repeated listening and i've been listening to my old records i was just listening to far cry last week and it's you know eric delphi yeah, album yeah yeah so uh we are
0: listening to this recording a friday night in jackson heights queens october 1962 eric Dolphy, leaving quintet with eddie r moore on the trumpet <laughs> Herbie Hancock playing piano, Richard Davis on the bass, Edgar Bateman on the drums. It's a real band, folks. <laughs> and a uh, uh, neighbor's going to going to come in and uh, put on a little bit of a floor show in a minute. Uh, and that is Joe Carroll, fantastic vocalist.
1: And uh, we've got just two pieces left. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anything you want to tell us about what we're going to hear here? No, it's just an interesting thing to see, to listen to something like this that sounds like they're just in a club, a guy's singing, and it's—I mean, it's got great spirit and everything. But, <coughs> you know, they've just listened to somebody, like, write, like, Mozart Requiem, whatever. You know, they, they just listen to whatever you want to think is the great—they you know, just listen to that, and now they're going to listen to this. And I love the relationship between that. I love that. That's what I think a great thing of playing— you know, like art music in a club is there's something just the mix of that is great.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, we got the got the right match of recording yeah. and guest tonight. It's deep focus. Roy Nathanson's here with us and let's go back to Jackson Heights, the gaslight in on eighty third off Roosevelt Avenue. Deep Focus on W K C R. Hold on now. Don't you get ahead of me. All right, all right, here it is.
2: some babe in the woods Mm. Mm. Lady be so good to me Well I'm all alone in the city Won't someone little pity lovely 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 whatever that means oh. Oh. lady be so good to me <laughs> and if you silly dude then i will so oh. give me a blue o he be so good to me? Well, I'm all alone in the city. Won't someone Be good to me, I- to do oh i got rhythm ask for anything more makes no difference if it's sweet or hot give that rhythm everything you got oh i got rhythm ask for anything more well there's old man troubles you can't find him won't find him hangin' around my door anymore. Clap your hands, pat your feet. All you got to have is a swinging beat. You'll have rhythm. who can ask for anything more. Dig dee bee doo dee 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 dwee Little <laughs> Little Dum di di da, sha ba da papa da, dum di di di, da ba fa little bit di, dum No you. li 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 She do 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 do
0: you got to have is a swinging beat (laughs) you're at at the gaslight Inn on 83rd by Roosevelt Avenue in Jackson Heights Queens it's October 1962 I do feel like we're flies on the wall with the Eric Dolphy quintet that's Eddie armor on the Eddie armor on the trumpet Herbie Hancock playing piano Richard Davis on the bass Edgar Bateman on the drums, and that was Joe Carroll, the vocalist, showed up for the last couple of tunes. And I'm sure everybody's celebrating and having a great time at, uh, at the bar right about now, probably. Mm-hmm. My guest is Roy Nathanson. The show is called Deep Focus. And, uh, Roy, walk us through the transformation that happened. We were, I, we were in this museum gallery totally you know i've got my listening to
1: really complicated (laughs) unbelievable like uh abstract and swinging abstract like really 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 modern stuff that that nobody's still playing now people want to play that and You know, and all of a sudden uh, Joe Carroll walks in and they're just (laughs) swinging their ass off and it's just they're in a bar. And it's bar music and partying and it's like, not that it's not swinging and all that, but it's certainly not wildly abstract, but it's, you know, he's swinging and it's like it's... It's bar Saturday night, you know, and, and that is an amazing thing. I mean, Just <laughs> that already alone is... And I mean, to and me... How, how did your hero, Eric Dolphy, respond to that moment? Well, you know, I mean, the first tune, Oh Lady Be Good, there's no real solos in that. So it's like, there's nothing really for those guys, for the for the horn players to play, really. But the, the more germane to the question is, I, I Got Rhythm, which, of course, is nine million ver- bebop versions of I Got Rhythm chord changes. And... And here he goes. He's swinging and he's singing the thing. And then you hear Dolphy playing, like a really complicated Dolphy solo on bass clarinet over those changes. And it's that, that's an amazing moment. That that's an amazing moment because. The you conventional know, all, thing to do would have been to pick up the pick alto, pick up the alto, and the alto. I mean, bass clarinet even at that time was considered only. You know, you only use that for classical compositions. Nobody used that in jazz, and so to swing like that with that really classical sound that he has, and 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 to play. What would cons- people would consider all notes out of the chord, all over the chord? You know, they could say, "Well, they're extensions of the chord," but no, really, it's all over the place. <laughs> but he's hearing the melody so deep, and he has the chords so deep in his in his sense of of what the note relationships are. So to even call them chords is just like they're scales. They're 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 like, uh, you know territories you know i would say you know and 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 it, it's a, it, it seems totally in keeping with joe carol and joe carol's singing along is doing that <laughs> yeah. stuff it's a crazy thing in this cabaret in queens it's an amazing amazing moment you know it's just quite something <laughs> yeah yeah
0: i i i got nothing else to say yeah I'm, I'm i'm gobsmacked yeah the show's called deep focus this is what we do i'm having a great time man yeah, so glad it's you came really up nice. it's really really so you just heard i hope you heard this whole set we worked our way through from the gaslight in october of 1962 if you didn't here's some good news for you you can hear the whole thing next week it's going to get put up on the deep focus podcast Thanks. and uh, so that's uh, it's called deep focus pull the phone out of your pocket subscribe now and you'll get a little notification when this episode gets posted And go to the Deep Focus podcast. You will find hundreds of shows not quite as good. Other guests almost as good as Roy (laughs) Nathanson. (laughs) Other players almost as good as Eric Dolphy. But, uh, no, we've got uh, got quite a a bank built up. A lot of your former bandmates and buds and... uh, And every people from the scene, from all over the place, really. And uh, this just boundless love, and enthusiasm, and passion for the music that uh, that you love. So, uh, take a look at Deep Focus. You can also find us on the hosting site, which is mitchgoldman.podbean.com. Mitchgoldman.podbean.com. So you can uh, you can listen on the web there, and it's all free. There's no ads or nothing. Um, we've also we're on the socials. It's uh, Deep Focus Podcast, Deep underscore Focus underscore Podcast, and um, that I announce the shows before they come out. I find rare photos of these artists, and there's conversation that kicks up of people that love the music you love. So uh, come along for the ride, and um, it's all just giving it all away, <laughs> labor of love. So. What could top all this? you ask what could we possibly do after that incredibly rare never before heard set of music um, but hear more unheard Eric Dolphy and some of this by the way, let me just say that recording that we just heard um is has never been officially released that's amazing wow. there um somebody called up to say, you know this came out on LP in nineteen seventy eight. Which is true, but um, I think, you know, this is unauthorized recordings that have floated uh-huh. around or that I have see. been traded among collectors and that kind of thing. And um, so some of this you might find, but it's it's not part of the recognized canon. But um, Eric Dolphy made a number of fantastic albums. Roy Nathanson, would you like to make some recommendations for people who want to Plunge into their no, I mean,
1: "Out to Lunch" is the is the like the you know most famous, and it is it is an amazing record, you know. And um, you know, there's really nothing more to say about it. If 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 you're really interested, if this is the first time you've heard Eric Dolphy, certainly an entry into Dolphy would be to listen to "Out to Lunch" and to continue to listen to "Out to Lunch." Actually, I was involved with a re. Uh, a band that replayed all of Out to Lunch in 2013 with uh, Myra Melford and Russ Johnson and Brad Jones and and, and George Schuller and we played all those tunes. So I, I got a chance to actually, tr- on you know, be inside those tunes a little bit and uh, and uh, it's all well, that stuff is beautiful. But there's there's all those there's other all these there's so many other records. Far Cry is an amazing record. Um, that uh, you know uh, ron carter's on and uh, and there's a, a version of misen in that and uh, there's you know uh, the, the live at the five spot with five yeah. waltz and uh, yeah um, i think it started start with outward bound and you know uh, the, the most the last one he made was called Iron Man and that's quite an amazing record if you wanted to see what was the last thing that he did and I've been listening to that a lot recently so I know that's just a good yeah. place to start yeah you definitely want to have some yeah. eric dolphy in the collection yeah. for sure well we do
0: have another live recording and this uh recorded just a couple of weeks before eric dolphy's very untimely passing far far too young Um, He'd been in June of 1964, the same month that he died. And he'd spent all that spring in Europe. He toured with Charles Mingus, very well documented. Uh, And uh, that's also great to listen to. Yeah,
1: any of the Dolphins. And also after listening to Dolphins, then to listen his records alone and then to listen to the stuff he did with mingus because mingus could hear that this was i mean mingus a genius and he was could hear that he was bringing a whole different thing to stuff
0: and yeah and the the love and admiration between those guys yeah also another thing i've stumbled on on youtube that band rehearsing video wow no kidding Uh, yeah Wow. it's astonishing really i mean uh I don't even know why I would need to bother doing this show, considering all the
1: stuff that's (laughs) hanging out there. I know, but people need to get, you know, like, pointed out to it. (laughs) Me, too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, me, too. I feel like I'm, you know,
0: I don't know know nothing. I'm just sitting here. But uh, so we're in Paris. We're at a place called Le Chat qui Peche, the fishing cat. And uh, this was a place. Actually, I think it's still there, but it hasn't been a music venue since about 1970. But uh, it was uh, kind of a home spot for um, the musicians, expats, and others who'd landed in Paris at this time. And um, it was where, uh, you know, Carl Berger and Ingrid Sertzo sat right where you're sitting, Roy, and told me that that was where they met Don Cherry. They traveled from their home in Germany. They walked into the place and they said, You're Don Cherry. And he said, Rehearsal starts at four. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> that was at the Shaki Pesh on the left bank. And uh, it's a bunch of, uh, of, of local Parisians at the time, including expats Donald Bird on trumpet, Nathan Davis on tenor saxophone. The pianist is Jacques Dieval who's a local, and I've seen it listed that this might have actually been his date. Wow! I don't know if it Great. particularly yeah. sounds like that to me. You yeah. tell me what you think. Jacques Hess, also a local musician on bass. Franco Manzecchi, an Italian drummer, and uh, also have appearances on Congas uh, by Jackie Bamboo, who my take is that he was kind of a local character, and he's like you, Roy, an uh, actor, he's... Shows up oh, in some a, movies and well, stuff, crazy. and yeah. um, and brings a little extra fire to this. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to this, or if you had anything you want to say before, or should no.
1: We just- I mean, this is the interesting thing. And Mitch sent me these things, but I couldn't download the for whatever stupid reason. This one, and I, I listened to the other, the whole record of the Gaslight thing, but I haven't listened to this. so. This is gonna be fun for me to listen to. Yeah, this.
0: man. All right. Well, let's go. Let's go. It's uh, so it's Eric Dolphy at uh, in Paris Le Shaki Pesh. June eleventh, nineteen sixty four. It the show is Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman, and here with Roy Nathanson. It's W. K. C. R. Roy, I'm wondering. You and I talked off Mike about this little story that um, I stumbled on. Do you want to share that? Are you happy doing that? Wait, hold on. A Take a look at this and tell me if this uh, this is. Um, Bobby H- Hutcherson right. sharing a story from okay. a rehearsal
1: okay, that he was go. at All with right. Eric Dolphy years you get ago, that together? Okay, and so. it, it involves one of the musicians on the set we just heard. Right. Okay. So Bobby Hutcherson says, "I'm rehearsing with Eric at his loft. Myself, Tony Williams, Richard Davis, and a trumpet player named Eddie R. Moore, who is was just on that date that we just listened to at at the Gaslight in Queens." It was a cold winter day. All of a sudden, right in the middle of the tune, the trumpet player, Eddie, starts cussing and packing up his horn. We get to the end of the tune, and Eddie says to Eric, you're nasty. And Eric was real sweet, just like Train was, you know, a real sweet cat. Eric said, what? Eddie says, I don't like you. I don't like your music, and I'm not going to play this gig. I'm out of here. F you. F this band. That's it. How do you like that? And we're all standing there thinking, my God, how can this cat say this? And he continues to put his horn away, clip the fasteners on his trumpet case, grabs his coat, pulls his hat down, goes stomping to the door. He gets to the door, I mean, just yanks the door open, the door hits the wall, bam, he's just about to go out the door. Eric has been sitting there with his head down. We're all thinking, Eric must feel horrible. What's he going to do? All of a sudden, Eric says, hey, Eddie. Eddie turns around in a growling voice, what? Eric, with the most conviction and love, says, if I can ever do anything you need, please don't hesitate to call me. I'll be there for you anytime. And whoa, that wow. Eric, Eric was serious with that. This cat really got upset. He slammed the door, stormed out. We just stood there all quiet. It was like he Sunday he Sunday punched him with love. The lesson was love conquers all. This is so cool. Wow. We well, keep keep reading. Keep reading. There's okay. just a little bit more. Love conquers all. Uh, you know. It's like the devil couldn't take that love and this is what Eric was showing him. He went out the door. He went to the door with so much hate, but with a message that Eric still cared about him. This is one of the biggest lessons Eric showed me that if you can forgive somebody right when right when you do the, they do the most horrible thing they can do to you. You just immediately take the weight off what they did off your back and just makes it this beautiful experience so that you can go on and do the things you want to do during the day and not waste time with negative feelings and negative thoughts. Well, we sat there quiet for two or three minutes, didn't say anything. Then we went on with the rehearsal, and we never played so hard in our lives. We just overcome. Then Eric called Freddie Hubbard, and that's when we did Out to Lunch. Wow, what a (laughs) great story. That's how they got out, and that's Out to Lunch. Wow. (laughs) Crazy. It's <laughs> nice to be able to call Freddie
0: Hubbard one year. But, you know, yeah, that's Bobby. That's a, an account of Bobby Hutcherson's story, telling yeah. the story firsthand. And, um, yeah, it uh, says everything there is to say about, uh, about Eric Dolphy, And it fits, I'm sure— all the studies you've done about Eric Dolphy, I'm sure, aspects of his personality emerge, and I'm
1: sure that's completely consistent. Well, well what's funny is, is that I've played with some great players, who, and, and I've known stories of great players who sound like they are going to be the sweetest people in the world, and they're not, it turns out. And, uh, you know... the, the Something, there's some way you feel that that just can't be true about Dolphy. And then you hear these stories that he's, there's not that way. So that's nice to know. But yeah. it is true. I mean, life is not all that consistent. So, you know, it can also be the other way. Fair enough. But I'm sure in your lifetime you've had it, met people that worked with him and. Yeah, oh yeah, sure. Like all that kind of stuff. I, you know, I mean, I, 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 I've actually never met anybody. To, I mean, I no, I've met Reggie. Reggie Workman, but I mean, I didn't. You know, but not, I've actually no, not known anybody who ever worked with Al. Oh, personally. I knew uh, Alan Douglas, huh. and he had the greatest reverence. For well, F I know Delphi. people. I've heard secondhand that kind of stuff, but I've never yeah. heard it firsthand. But I, mean, I just know from so many stories. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, think let's see. Here we go. I think
0: we've got this queued up. We're going back to Paris, June of '64. Let's see if this flies. Ready? Deep Focus from August 21st, 2023. My guest, Roy Nathanson, on the topic of Eric Dolphy. And I let that one run a little bit long. So if you go and listen to part three, and I recommend that you do, you might hear those last couple of minutes again. But a little extra live Eric Dolphy played one extra time. Not the worst thing in the world. If you want to find out more about Deep Focus, here's what you might want to do. Go to my personal website, mitchgoldman.com, pull down the About Deep Focus tab, and you'll see a little Google search bar, and you could plug in any search term you like, and you'll get results from the history of Deep Focus. For instance, if you put Dolphy, you'll see the program from 2015. I did another program about Eric Dolphy with drummer Fironak Loff, also really worth listening to i think if you're a fan of this music and otherwise hey i'll see you over at part three it's deep focus